0: Welcome to the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. I am none other than the People's Bishop, Bishop Kevin Foreman, Pastor of Harvest Church, a hybrid church in both Denver, soon to be Atlanta, and then an online family across America and around the world, leader of the Harvest Leadership Network. Chancellor, but you know what? While I'm doing all of these explanations of who I am, in case you're just becoming familiar, I want to do a quick introduction of who I am. And then I'm super excited. I want you to come back as I share in today's leadership podcast with you, how to be the adaptive learning leader. I promise you, this principle is going to revolutionize how you lead. Watch this. We'll be right back. Shout out to Bishop Foreman for inviting me into your church today. He's a good man. Listen, I love people. you got to know that about me. Again, if you are just tuning in, I want to encourage you to do a few things. One, make sure that you connect with us on all social media at Bishop Form And make sure that you connect. I love to be connected with you. I produce content that literally is going to speak life into your life. And then secondly, I want to encourage you to connect uh, and get our Harvest mobile app. In our app, there's several podcasts. We've got our sermon podcast. We call them Life Giving Messages. We've got our leadership podcast. We've got our Command your Week prayer podcast and the Ask the Bishop podcast. In addition to that, we also have um, life giving music that's in there. You can read through the Bible in a year. So many resources that are going to help you spiritually and practically. Here's the deal your spirituality is no good if it doesn't help you in your practicality. I'll say that again. Your spirituality is no good if it doesn't help you in your practicality. So, We make tons of tools and resources available for you. You can get that app. Just text the word HARVEST. Create a new text to the phone number 877-552-4746. The number's toll-free for all of our overseas families, so they're able to connect, too. Whether you're in Canada or South America, South Africa, wherever you're at, you can use the toll-free number. Text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. Make sure you get that app. It's a totally free resource to you because of the faithful giving of the people of harvest. Now, let me also say this. Um, we have something called the Harvest Leadership Network, which is an amazing gathering of leaders uh, in the seven spheres of society that if you're not part of, what are you doing? You definitely want to be a part of it. See, you're iron. And the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Pay attention you cannot be connected to a metal that is lesser than you. In fact, you don't just need somebody um, um, that is even just always is equal to you. You need somebody that's a little stronger sometimes to help sharpen and refine you. The reality is you need to be around other like-minded, progressive thinking leaders that want to see lives change. And I see, when I say progressive, I mean people who are moving forward, people who are on the cutting edge of whatever it is that they do. That's who you are. That's why you're connected. That's why you're watching this or listening to this Bishop Kevin Former Leadership Podcast today. How can you connect with the Harvest Leadership Network? If you're a leader in arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, or spirituality, the Harvest Leadership Network is for you. There's over 100 various individuals that are part of our leadership network as the time in this recording and i believe you're not watching by accident. and i'd love for you to connect be a part of our leadership network you can find out about all the benefits and things that are available for you it is simply a tool because i believe that we're supposed to empower leaders to change regions and seize the harvest it's just that simple I want to make sure that you are a part of that. So text that word, leadership to 877-552-4746. Last thing I want to encourage you to do is make sure it's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. If you're on YouTube, smash the subscribe button. If you're on Facebook, click the bell to get notified every time that we go live. Um, But again, I wanna reiterate the best way to stay connected is gonna again be through our app. Don't sleep on that app, the app is where it's at. Let's jump into today's topic, which is literally called the adaptive learning leader. Now, when you look at this concept of adaptive learning, it literally means Um, a customized um, uh, way in order to introduce information predicated upon the individual. So when you think about an adaptive learning leader, it means a leader that customizes what they do predicated upon what they're learning and what they're learning about who they lead. I'll say it again. It is a leader that customizes what they do based on what they're learning and based on how those um, those that they are leading. Now, this is important because sometimes as a leader, part of our nature is that we are we are forceful, right? I don't mean that in a negative way, but we want to get something down. We're going to get it down. We're going to not take no for an answer. We're going to move forward. We're going to be aggressive. And that is amazing. If you're an entrepreneur, that's an amazing quality to have. If you're a CEO, if you're a pastor, that's a great quality to have. But guess what? Sometimes you can be so set in the way that you do things that you do not reset, so enough, so you literally constantly suffer setbacks. All right, so we learn this principle of being an adaptive learning leader from none other than Moses. It appears in Exodus chapter 18, and in Exodus chapter 18, um, Moses has a father in law, his father in law's name. Is Jethro. And Jethro literally uh, comes to Moses and he he hears about this great victory they've had, how they have come out of Egypt, all that God has done for them. And they're there to celebrate. Um, And sometimes as a leader, you have to be careful that you don't get stuck in your celebration. It's good to celebrate. It's good to clap. It's good to look at the progress you've made. But then to be an adaptive learning leader, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to keep moving. Blockbuster was celebrating all of their success until, watch me, there's only one left in the world as of today one left in the world because they were not an adaptive learning organization, which means when they got new information, they didn't let that information change how they operated. They let that information, uh, they let what they believed essentially rebuke that information or push that information away. And what you got to do as an adaptive learning leader is that I celebrate my progress, I celebrate my victories, but I'm constantly learning and growing so that when I get new information, it changes how I do what I do. So when we look at this in Exodus chapter 18, verse number 13, it says, The next day Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes amongst uh, among, against each other. Now, let's back up and just look at what Moses is doing moses is the leader you got when they left egypt you had six hundred thousand plus men plus women and children so you got over two million people that moses is in charge of i want you to think about how foolish it is for moses to rise early in the morning to sit there and listen to people have fights about uh, one another. That's crazy. But Moses was leading that way. And part of being an adaptive learning leader was recognizing that what worked in one season may not work in another. I need you to type that in the comments. What worked in one season may not make it enough work in another. What worked in one year may not work in another it says the next day moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes amongst each other or against each other Um, this may be worked moses when you were figuring out um coming right out of egypt this may have worked when you were getting right on the other side of the red sea but moses at some point you're going to have to adapt and you're going to have to learn that this isn't good bible says that they waited on him from morning until evening all day moses pay attention He had to manage people's issues instead of moving his organization forward. He had to manage people's attitudes, people's disputes against each other instead of moving his organization forward. So think about it. Moses has turned nothing more into a clerk and a manager instead of being a leader. See, the goal of a leader is that you put managers in place. The leader says where we're going, the managers ensure we get there. The leader says where we're going, the managers is sure um, that we're going to get there. Moses was being leader and manager. So just think about it. He has no time to think about how are we going to take the next city? How are we going to do the next thing? He has no time to think about that because from sunup to sundown, he is dealing with people's issues. And his father-in-law, verse 14, says this. The Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people. He asked, "What are you really accomplishing here?" When you're an adaptive learning leader, you look at what you're doing and you ask yourself this question often: "What am I accomplishing here? What is this getting done? What What am I really doing? Is this effective? Is this helping me to accomplish my goal?" And that's important as a leader. There's some things we do that we've done out of reput- repetition, out of routine. Out of regimen, um, out of tradition, that the reality is, you have to say, what are we accomplishing? Like, is this the way to get it done? I remember in church, we used to have something called a communiqué. Communiqué was this half sheet that was printed out that had a bunch of information, announcements, contact this person, contact that person, website, social media, all that, all that was on there. And and for years that worked until it was no longer effective because people weren't looking. At a sheet of paper. People were looking on their phones. It simply did not make sense. As an adaptive learning leader, I was able to look at that and say, we are wasting paper. We are wasting ink. We are wasting time because people have to prepare this. People have to print this. People have to get this on the seats. This is dumb. We should no longer do this. It worked in one season. But when I'm an adaptive learning leader, it's not working now. We have to let it go part of being a great leader is knowing what to let go and i get a few of you to type that in the comments to be a great leader there's some things i have to let go look at verse 15. after his father-in-law says what are you accomplishing here why are you trying to do this all alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening so the next point we see here is that jethro tells moses you're not really accomplishing anything by doing this. And he says, other than wear yourself out. And he says, number two, you're doing this alone. He says, you have all of this resource around you, but you're not using it. Sometimes as a leader, you will say, well, it's not going to get done the way I'm going to do it. Duh. That's the idea. You're not the one doing it. Here's what you have to learn as a leader. You have to learn how to reproduce yourself in other individuals. And when you're a leader, you often can do several things really well. You can do several things really good. So as a leader, what you're going to have to do is in one person, you may be able to put 15% of what you do. And another person, you may be able to put 20% of what you do. And another person, you may be able to put 50% of what you do. It's going to be rare that you're going to be able to put all of you into somebody else. If you, can put, if you can pour all of you into somebody else, the reality is they're probably going to be like you. They're going to want to be at the top of an organization, the top of a department. They're probably going to want to be the leader if they can do all of it. You have resources around you. Here needs to be what your prayer needs to be, leader. Lord, show me how to use the resources I have. Show me how to use the resources I have. And what are your resources? People, places, things, ideas, money. You have resources. Sometimes as a leader, though, when you've been so used to managing instead of leading, You no longer see your resources. I pray right now, God, open your eyes to see the resources that you have available. All right, let's go. Verse 15, Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me and I'm the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and I give them his instructions. Now, let's remember a few things. Moses, we have the Ten Commandments. Beyond the Ten Commandments, there were all of what's called in, in that Hebrew culture of that day. They had what was called Talmud and, and Mishnah and Halakha, the oral law. In other words, there was more than just the Ten Commandments. They literally, if you read like the book of Leviticus and on, you'll see that there were, there were instructions for everything they needed to do. Stop, Moses. Why are you doing for these people what they can do for themselves? They need to go study this for themselves. And see what the decree of God is, and see what it's supposed to be. Make the information available. Let's talk. As an adaptive learning leader, you have to find ways for people to self-empower. This is good. You have to find ways for people to self-empower. I will make it available for you, but I can't do it for you. I will make it available online. One of the reasons we do this podcast: why is for you to self-empower. Why do we have all of these tools and resources for you for you to? Self-empower. I can't do it for you. But guess what? I can give you the tools and I can give you the resources to make it happen for yourself. But there's something else that I see in the verse. This is when a dispute arises, they come to me. I'm the one who settles the case between quarreling parties. Think about it. Moses, is that really the highest and best use of your time? You're leading 2 million plus people at this time. Is that the highest and best use of your time? As an adaptive learning leader, here's the question you're going to often ask yourself. Is this the highest and best use of my time or can I put somebody else on this to handle this? Is it the highest and best use of my time to to type all these emails, to type all of these policies and procedures, or should I put somebody else on it? What is the highest and best use of my time? Often, leader, when you ask yourself that question, you're going to discover you're doing things that have nothing to do with advancing your organization, with advancing your business. And that's not the highest and best use of your time. You need to offload that to somebody else. So look at what Jeff Will tells him in verse 17. This is not good. Moses' father-in-law exclaimed, you're going to wear yourself out and the people too. So here's what happens. Here's how you know you, as a leader, you stopped learning is because you feel wore out. Here's how you know, as a leader, you need to adapt. You need to adapt. You need to change the way you're doing things. It's because you feel worn out. And guess what? Some of the people that have to deal with you often, they're wore out from dealing with you.
1: Got it. Now I'm not talking about lazy
0: people. I'm not talking about sloppy people. I'm not talking about careless people. No, I'm talking about some of some of your, your warriors, your fighters, your gladiators. They're wearied from dealing with you because you're wearied from dealing with them because you stopped learning. See, sometimes as a leader, you have to look at somebody that was really good at something at one point, and say, Yeah, they're not really that great at that anymore. so you have to learn how to shift them. You feel wore out because there's people in seats that sometimes you won't shift. And you need to shift the seat that they're in. Why? The organization is way more important than one person's feelings. The organization is way more important than one person's attitude. The mission is way more important than one man or woman. All right? He says, you're going to work your stuff out and the people. He says, this job is too heavy a burden for you to handle by yourself. And again, you have to ask God, Lord, show me how to use the resources that I have. Not just in people, but in money. Some of you, there's certain things you're doing, you need to pay somebody to do. You need to outsource it. Um, You need to compensate someone to do. There's certain things, find someone who's passionate about what you do. Get them to serve um, and do that. If you have a church scenario, I'm a big believer in the Bible. And the Bible says, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Which means if you never serve, you are locking people out of the ability to have greatness. Sometimes you have to give people an opportunity to say, here, serve serve there's no check connected to this this is your opportunity to serve because it's your way to unlock greatness but listen leader you can't run the titanic by yourself you can't run a major 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 corporation or organization by yourself you need people um to help you and your prayer has to be that god shows you how to use the people that you have listen verse 19 he says now listen to me this is jethro talking to moses and let me give you a word of advice, and may God be with you, all right? Now, Jethro is smart. He's an adaptive learning leader. He says, let me just give you a piece of advice, piece of counsel. Um, One of the things that every great leader knows is when you're talking to another leader, you you don't give another leader a dictate or directive. Let me give you this principle. You give another leader a suggestion. For somebody with your grown children, that's a lesson for you right there because you keep up you need to do this you need to they stopped hearing you when you said you need instead here's what you do here's a suggestion have you thought about this have you looked at this here's a suggestion when you present it that way it is easy for someone to adapt and learn when you come at another leader as another person that sits in a leadership seat and you say to them you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this and you're not that person's upline or superior in that leadership structure they literally have stopped listening to everything you said after they heard the words. You need to, all right? He says, "Let me give you a word of advice. May the Lord be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to Him. Teach them. Okay, there's this. You are you are God's representative, Moses. There's no doubt about that. But teach them God's decrees and give them His instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. He said some of you're frustrated because." You haven't properly trained the people around you. Bishop Foreman, how do I train somebody? It's really simple. I'm giving you a lot of meat today. This is a really meat-heavy podcast. How do you train somebody? First, you do it. They watch. Then, you ready? They do it. You watch. Then you watch. I'll say it again. It's super simple. First, you do it. They watch. Second, they do it. You watch. Third, they do it. In other words, you model it for them, you let them do it, you make critiques, improvements, et cetera, and then, then you, you let them do it. Now, here's where a lot of leaders mess up, you ready, is that you don't inspect what you expect. You're not going to succeed that way. You're not going to say, oh, someone still so told me that they did it. No, um, you, you have to inspect what you expect all the time when you sit in the seat of leadership. I trust you, but I need to verify that. I believe you did it. Just show me that you did it. I'm sure you did it right. Just show me that you did it right. I'm sure you were accurate. Just show me that. All right. And he says, teach them. Verse 21. Select from all the people, some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders of groups over a thousand, one hundred, fifty and ten. They should be able to solve the people's common disputes and only bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice and if God commands you to do so, I love how Jethro says that. If you do it and if God gives his green light for you to do it, you'll be able to endure the pressure and all these people will go home in peace, which tells us. That while Moses was putting out all that effort, Moses really wasn't getting the results that he wanted. And I want to talk to a frustrated leader right now where you're putting out a lot of effort and you're not getting the results you want. A frustrated entrepreneur, you're putting out a lot of effort, but you're not getting the results that you want. You have to be an adaptive learning leader. Moses, this worked for a while, but it's not working now. What are we going to do? Maybe your marketing strategy worked for a while, but it's not working now. You got to adapt, change. Maybe your your staffing... Method worked for a while, but it's not working now. You got to adapt. You got to change. Maybe your business model worked for a while, but you got to adapt. You got to change. You cannot hold on to a sinking model, hoping that it's going to revive one day. No, you have to be an adaptive learning leader. Let's look at the people that Jethro told him to trust. Verse 21 Capable. In other words, you cannot just reward people for loyalty, they have to also have capability capability is important. Can you do what it is that I actually need you to do? If you can't do it, that's going to be an issue. That's like getting somebody to cook and they can't cook. And you say, well, I'm just, you know, but they've been so faithful, but they can't cook. That's like getting somebody to play drums. that can't play drums. Oh, but they really love the Lord. That's great. But I need you to know how to play the drums. We cannot be going through church and can't find a beat because you can't keep it. All right. You need capable people. I pray God bring you capable people around you and you would recognize their capability. Oh, not be intimidated or threatened by their capability. Then it's just honest people. You can't have people that lack character around you, because if they lack character, you're never going to trust them to do anything. Not only that, if they lack character, they're going to steal something from you. They're going to lie. They're going to steal time. They're going to steal supplies. If they lack character, and you see the character defect, hear me, leader. Don't ignore character defects. When you discover somebody is a liar, you need to then mark it and choose how you're going to deal with them. Don't think, oh, it's just a little lie; it'll go away. Nope, it's going to morph into a bigger lie. We see the enemy in Genesis as a snake, um, or, or uh, 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 sometimes anthropomorphizes a snake. Really, in, the, in Genesis, is really a serpent, which means a deceiver. It's not a snake, but many people, you know, sometimes equate those two. By revelation, it's a dragon. What happened is that it was never checked, never dealt with, right? It says, capable, honest, who fear God and hate bribes. So number three, to fear God, they just simply meant that they were faithful. They were faithful. You don't pick people to handle things that can't handle things. You don't pick people that responsibility is not going to change somebody's irresponsible um, attitude. And then finally, he says, and they hate bribes. He says, get you some people that can't be bought. Get you some people around you that they won't walk away for you because somebody down the street's paying them 10 cents more. Um, I remember watching one of the Godfather movies. And in the movie, they were talking about, there was some type of war or something going on. As They were talking about the war. Um, one of the characters asked, well, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win the war? Um, and he, and they, he said, well, They're getting paid, right? The people from the state. He said, it's going to be the rebels that win. I said, it's going to be the rebels that win because they're not getting compensated. And they're doing it anyhow. They're doing it because they've got the right heart. And when you're dealing with people who have the right heart, um, sometimes they can easily learn the right habits. I gave you a lot of meat today, leader. I want to encourage you to go back. But listen to me. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. The world needs what you do. Your city needs what you do. Your community needs what you do. And allow me, as a leader of many leaders, to speak life into you. I encourage you to keep pushing. encourage you to keep going. Be an adaptive learning leader. Change. Learn. Grow. Don't be stuck. Because if you as the leader get stuck, you now have become a lead. Every leader is a lead. And you want to lead high? So that your organization can grow to that level. Father, I pray for this world-changing, history-making, boundary-breaking leader. I pray, God, that as we empower leaders, that it literally will change regions so we can seize the harvest in arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, and church. For that we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, guys, I'm a big believer in being a sower and a giver. Bless what blesses you. And today's podcast has blessed you. So how do you do that? Several ways. You can go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give that way. You can also uh, use the cash app. As of today, it's dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end uh, at the end of it. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. That is also uh, a way that is available for you, and uh, you can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, GiveLify. All of that's available. The key email for all of that is hello at harvestsearch.church. I want to challenge every leader to sow today. And I want to challenge you to sow. For some, it's 50. For some, it's 100. For some, it's 150. For some, it's 250. Pray about what you're to sow, but sow it and sow it right now. Sow it quickly. Because when you sow, um, you're literally going to see this principle unlocked for you. You sow to seal when something speaks uh, to you. I want to encourage you to sow Here's what you're going to call your seed. This is my adaptive learner seed. Adaptive learner seed. Every leader should always be a learner. Every leader should always be growing. I pray you've been blessed today over these last 27 minutes we've had together. I try to keep these podcasts for leaders short because leaders have a lot to do. they got... Lots of things we're doing. I try to keep them short and to the point to get you the information you need to change regions, to seize the harvest, so that lives are transformed. Have an amazing day, Leader. Keep going. We need you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.